0: Everything you can think of, yes. Delicious. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast, and here's your host, Paul Bauer.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Drop a comment. Any comment will do. Your favorite emoji, doesn't matter. Um, if you guys are watching on Monday morning during the premiere, uh, sound off in the live chat. I sometimes hop in there while I'm editing videos and stuff like that. So say hi. You know, that all helps us out in the algorithm. And then if you are are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please leave us a five-star review. It helps us out more than you know. And uh, periodically, I read those on upcoming episodes. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm on all the good platforms. You'll get a good laugh out of some of the stuff I post. (laughs) Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10, support this show. Uh, You get added to the beer credits at the end of Monday's episodes. And then if you want some kind of coaching, uh, tiers two or tiers three are available. And it's probably the most affordable coaching program around because I am not charging enough. In fact, I'm going to have to raise prices here pretty soon, but I just raised prices at the beginning of the year, so I don't want to do that to people (laughs) right now. But uh, you should get in while the prices are still affordable. You're basically grandfathered in because Patreon, it's it's a subscription-based program, right? And if you're in a certain level, they won't let me delete that level. You know what I mean? So there's guys that joined last year when the beer club was only five bucks and they're still in there. And they're still only paying five bucks. So get in while the getting is good, guys, before I start raising prices. Especially if you've been thinking about getting some kind of coaching, right? Either it's date coaching or life coaching, whatever. You know, I'm a certified master life coach now. Send a super chat. Uh, Maybe don't send a super chat during today's episode uh, because it's not live. But you can send super stickers. That supports the show. Send these during the, the live streams on Wednesdays and Fridays, though. That definitely supports the show. Get on the email list, list.comonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers. If you like those designs, uh, they're also available as merch as well. You can get hats and t-shirts and, and coffee mugs and stuff like that. I don't recommend wearing like red-pilled stuff around the whamming so much. But, you know, if you're out with the boys, why not? Why not, right? And then finally, check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comonmanpod.com. Uh, it's a mindset course. There's no woo-woo chakras and magic thinking and, and crystals and whatever. It's, it's all psychology-based. There's basically three explanations for the law of attraction. I break it down into simple psychological uh, explanations. And when you get your mind right, everything else in your life falls into place. I'll play a commercial for that in just a minute. But before I do, let's talk about my guest today. My guest is... He's probably one of my, what I consider uh, my biggest success stories. He's been following me on TikTok since the very beginning. Dude's completely changed his life around, right? He used to be very heavy set. He started watching my TikToks and he's lost in just an astronomical amount of weight. Just in, in getting his mind right, reading the books that I recommend. His dating life is just outstanding right he's completely changed his life around uh and he attributes some of that at least to my the videos that i put out so i wanted to get him on the podcast he's actually uh, turned into a really good friend of mine he goes by black bear on on tiktok and instagram he's a funny dude you know a lot of his videos are just humor based you know reaction videos and stuff like that but he he built up a pretty big following himself on tiktok and uh I was like, you know what, dude, I gotta get you on the show, man. I gotta get you on the show. So I finally got Black Bear on and I will bring you that that, uh, conversation right after these words. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags, and you are frustrated. I get it, brother. But what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life, and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high-quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right. You've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moths to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, it's that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game ...and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... ...6-1 since that matters, and... ...what do I even say other than, hey... (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer... They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, joining me this week is a pretty funny guy who I've been friends with for a while now through TikTok. He largely makes a lot of funny reaction videos, but also occasionally puts out an inspirational message or two. The reason I asked him to come on the podcast is because of his incredible weight loss journey, though. His name is Gene Bread, better known as Blackbear 1984. What's going on, brother?
0: What's up, brother? How are you? It's good to be on here. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. It's a long time coming. We've been following each other for a long time. I think yeah, like your, uh, your main TikTok account like completely blew past, I think, my original account. And then my original account <sighs> got banned, and my second account oh, never even caught up to where I was with the original account. And so Now I have a third account. Seems to be do- doing pretty well. I, I-, I finally crossed the 4,000... 000- user threshold, which is nice, but nice, um, but you have like almost 90,000 followers on your main account. Don't
0: you? Yeah. I'm sitting at about 83,000 right now on my main account. And then I've also gotten a decent following on Facebook of all things. Um, I've long story short, I've got two accounts there and between those two, those equal about 30,000 followers as well.
1: Wow. Okay. You get around, you get around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, When I learned how to basically take my video library and pull it and put it wherever I want. Yeah. Sky's the limit at that point. I was like, I can go wherever I want. If TikTok goes down or my main account goes down at this point, I couldn't care less. I will just build elsewhere with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, well, I mean, I've obviously diversified on like every other platform out there, but, but i'm also trying to build up an email list so that you know if i ever get banned again i can email people with, with this new account i was able to you know email all the people on my email list <laughs> I yeah. say, hey guys it happened i'm shadow man now like, <laughs> no no one sees anything from my second account anymore it's it's ridiculous
0: one thing I always notice is they're always having us try to promote boosting videos and I have never paid for a single one of those. But one thing I've always thought if they did, this is an option I would totally jump on board. If they had a subscription service, like say 20 bucks a month, where you could send one video to every single one of your followers uh, in one unison. So say there's a video you made that you worked hard on and you're like, I want this to get out there. that be your one video to send out to all your followers via their inbox and keep it because then I would at least have one video a month that I could guarantee could hit 80,000 views could get to all my viewership and mm-hmm. at least get that one out there. Cause then that I would subscribe to that in a heartbeat.
1: Mm. Yeah. Even like Twitter doesn't have that. Like, like I have Twitter blue. I pay for Twitter blue, like doesn't seem to help with like reach or anything like that. I, yeah. I uh, applied for the, uh, the, the new Instagram, Blue check mark program, and uh, I'm still waiting on on that. That one at least is supposed to give me someone I can talk to when I have a
0: support issue. You know, I'm trying to do the same on Meta with Facebook as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is that 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 would be helpful. Just being able to talk to like a live person that could actually help. That would be that would be a game changer. Oh my <laughs> these, god! On these godforsaken platforms. Mm-hmm. So
0: oh, yeah.
1: So let's uh let's get into the meat the meat of this here man um you lost 75 pounds in 2022 is that right
0: yeah are you you still losing weight no um i got down to at my lightest i got down to 197 i was 280 pounds uh, around new year's eve of 2021 and i was you went
1: from 280
0: to what down to at my lightest, 197, I don't really mention it because I actually got really sick and I lost about 10 pounds from it, but at my lightest uh, healthy, I was 202 and okay. I'm sitting right now at 218, I've gotten into, what I basically did was I focused on my diet first and got all the body fat under my gut eliminated, the visceral body fat that's mm-hmm. the stuff that has where you get your diabetes your blood pressure your all your health issues from obesity That's your visceral body fat under your gut and so i changed my diet to where i basically lost he lost muscle. i lost muscle mass too but i basically did that first and then i started doing full body weight exercises i had a buddy of mine i was never in the army but he served uh, he did a pt in the army and he told me when I was working me on the truck he said you'd be amazed how many people will Brag about going to the gym and benching 225, but they can't do 25 push-ups if their life depended on it. So yeah, what he yeah. told me was, he said, go in there. He said, first thing you do, he said, spend 90 days, body weight, push-ups, uh, dips. I call them prison dips, where you're on the edge of your bed and you're dipping down for reps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do all the delt raises with no weight whatsoever, just my own arm, my own hand, nothing else. And I will do reps until I, they, till they burn, until I can't anymore. Like Bruce Lee's old rule, where so, rule. Word.
1: So, so, you're not holding anything. You're just doing this. Just doing that. Full range
0: of motion until your shoulders are
1: sore. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Full range of motion, and because um, some people, when they will do delt raises, for example, they'll only go up to about like right here, ninety degrees. Well, I have no weight, so I'll do slow and controlled, and I'll go all the way up to my head and have my hands oh. touch and bring them so all like, the way back down. So
1: sideways, like this. Yeah. Lateral. Lateral. yes yeah. Okay.
0: And then I'll switch it right over to another position where I'm doing my rear delts or my front ones, and I'll go until exhaustion. I'll do those early in the morning instead of going to the gym, and it takes about 45 minutes to get through everything. But I, it made me get really, really, really chiseled like never before. I used to be a competitive power lifter, and I was about 350 pounds of muscle, but I looked like one of those you know stronghouse, you know, basically strong fat. I called it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a guy I follow on on YouTube. I think he also he's also on TikTok too, but I think his main channel's on YouTube. But he goes it goes, uh he goes by Brawly Gains or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his stuff is body weight workouts, you know, push variations of push-ups, pull ups. Uh he does, you know, muscle ups and all that kind of cool stuff like that. Guy's totally jacked, right? And mm-hmm. uh one of the things that he says, he's like, he's like, dude, if you if you can't do twenty-five push-ups, you have no business in the gym doing bench presses and shit. You know, like you need to do the body weight first. And mm-hmm. and you know, there's, there's, uh, I, I, I talk about it on the podcast a lot. You know, um, because I was in the military, and largely, like in boot camp, we, we would do all calisthenics. Right? It was always, you know, push ups, push ups, sit ups, and running. Um, you know, and, and the Marines, you know, they do pull ups and stuff like that. So if you get, if you do those, those four exercises, like you'll get, you'll knock out your whole body. You actually will look pretty jacked if you're pretty, um, you know, if you're your diet's good and stuff like that yeah so yeah so that's awesome yeah actually I have a question about about this on here too uh, but we'll get to that so what what's your goal weight are you at your goal weight then
0: I'm at my goal weight i'm focused right now on just getting actually my if i had to give actual number anymore i really don't because I'm just trying to get um maybe it's about 235 with, with you know bulking back up um How tall I've said are you? before
1: 6'5. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was like, I was like 218 on me, I'd look fatter as fuck, dude.
0: <laughs> if you put, yeah, basically you put 20 more pounds of muscle on me, and I will be nose to nose with Jason Momoa straight up. Um, because my body fat percentage is that, despite my, you know, the loose skin, which I call obesity scars, because it's designed you conquer your body. Um, it, I stepped on this, uh, I did one of the tests that told your body fat percentage, and it was 5.4% body fat. And then viscera was 0. 0.4, which is less than a pound of under the gut body fat, which basically means that the stuff that caused your diabetes and stuff like that, it was gone, which is yeah. how you can conquer diabetes. So, type two is what I had. So, um, still got the scars on my ankles that always have those. But at the same time, it's still a sign that, you know, you can overcome it. Mm-hmm. I haven't are taken you, medicine in two years. So,
1: are you uh, planning on getting any of that, like loose skin removed or anything like that?
0: what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to um well could because you know it takes money but obviously right now I'm trying to basically care of my skin as much as possible with like you know your natural skins oils uh cream stuff like that trying to shrink it down as much as possible and then after about uh, after a while I'll, when I have the money essentially I'll go have it removed and so got it
1: okay Yeah, I'm just curious about that because some people they're like, I don't want to spend the money on it, and I don't mind, and other people are like, Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna invest in that, which is you know what there's no right or wrong way. I'm not saying you know anybody should do anything specific, whatever's right for you, but I'm just curious about that.
0: Yeah, the way I see it is, I it's I, I have a firm rule about the way I do things, which is at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror, and if you don't like what you see, change it. And because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, this person can like this, per- you know, for this. Uh, a lot of times you we lose weight, but it's like, I like you when you're fluffy. And, you know, it's like no one else's opinion matters except the one who looks in the mirror at you. And that's yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're not happy with the way you look, like do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> don't don't stay fat because someone says they like you fat. That's the, the, that makes no sense.
0: While I'm on good terms with her, I will make this joke at least. I used to make the rib about, you have to make the joke, happy wife, happy life. Uh The thing I used to say all the time when I was married, and I I laugh a little bit when I hear it, I say to to myself, I used to say all the time, hey, my wife thinks it's sexy. That's all that matters to me. I hated that damn look, every Mm -hmm. second of it. It, And not a single ounce of it do I still have, except for what I was born with, my skin tone. And because, I mean, I had short, spiky hair, little goat chin, you know, hair about, 80 pounds heavier and the polo shirts looked like, um, domesticated. I called it. A- and I could not stand that look. And once I started actually doing it for myself, cool. you know, that was when, um, that's when I finally figured out who I was. I and not regret nothing.
1: Mm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you were, so you were married at your, uh, was your, was your ex-wife like, is she, was she a bigger gal or?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, plus size. Um, she wasn't, anything morbid but she was what they call what i always call thick and juicy you know there's juicy. some girl yeah. those those girls there's those girls that that are too big where you're like there's something wrong but then there's this one that have the, those curves that are spot on dirt credit mm-hmm. her curves were spot on
1: okay all right <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i think i think you said this already but how how heavy were you at your heaviest
0: 397 pounds 397.
1: I, was, I i've heard this story i think right like mm-hmm. it, it, go ahead and tell it go ahead and tell it
0: so it was about to, uh it was in 2010 and we had we end, I ended up stepping on the scale of my job and i saw 397 and the thought popped in my head about the movie the dundee professor sherman clump was 400 pounds and Amelia thought in my head oh my god i am three pounds away from sherman clump and then i thought oh I am four pounds away from being heavier than Sherman club 401 scared me more than 400 because Mm -hmm. that meant I was heavier than a fat guy that made a movie about who made a serum to shrink down. I was like, and so at first I contemplated getting stomach surgery, but I'm an Mm -hmm. overanalyzer. And when I broke it down, it was just portion control. It's all it was. And so I went, if I can train this, I don't need the surgery. That was the best decision I could have made because I started training my brain on everything, which I'm still doing to this day. And I started doing that 10 years ago. It was a long journey. I mean, I, I analyzed my my consumption of what I ate. I had those, you know, those big oval dinner plates. Mm. I ate three of those breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. 17,000 mm. calories every single day. No wonder I was almost 400 pounds. I wasn't lifting weights either. I was just a big fat married guy.
1: 17,000 so... calories a day?
0: deep fried covered in gravy so everything you can think of yes it I mean, delicious it was <laughs> <laughs> at my prime i was yeah. i was legitimately going for the big texan in Amarillo. that mm. 72 ounce steak um i had the biggest one i ever conquered was 32 ounces i was 29 and but yeah. I, I decided to keep it simple and i went from three plates to one just to start I went okay. and got a Planet Fitness membership, prepaid it so I could never say I can't afford the membership. I prepaid for a year, so I took away the excuse. And my ex-wife was actually an opponent of it. She was like, I like my men big. I said, I'm not big. I'm fat, 400 pounds, skin tight, 4XL is not healthy. And of course, he was like, well, you can't find time for that. I said, I will make time. This is a different mindset I had. And so I had my work schedule to where I was able to put two hours a day, two times a week, Cut my portions back from three big plates down to one. Still breakfast, lunch, dinner. Didn't change anything about my diet. 75 pounds gone in six months. And um, I got to competitive powerlifting. Loved it. I got this video of me on YouTube doing 500-pound deadlift and then 425 for reps. And I was about 340, 350. I mean, big old face and 2XL hoodie I filled out. I mean, I was a big, swole, strong man. Getting there, at least. Um, Because there's some people who's like, 500 pounds ain't shit. But it's still, you know, insane accomplishment. But once I had uh, I had a back injury that took me out for about seven years, and I plateaued that whole time. I was about 300 pounds for the whole time. Um, my marriage crapped out during, just before the pandemic completely. It had been on the tanks for years, not to go into that whole ordeal, but it did where I wasn't sleeping. I had anxiety. You know, I started getting into cannabis so I could have an appetite at least because I wasn't eating you know a a divorce will break a divorce is like taking a human being and ripping them in half down the middle that's the way because you go through every single emotion your whole life and so 15 years i've been in therapy for three ever since basically Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so um but yeah i mean in all of that i honestly forgot where i was going with that Um, (laughs) i ramble sometimes but you know
1: so we were talking about uh your heaviest, like how, he- yeah. and you said you were you are almost uh, four hundred pounds, and uh, you you finally decided that you needed to uh, take control of your port, your portions, and stuff yeah. like that, and you you trimmed down to three hundred, got into I'm powerlifting, to and then you th- injured yourself, and then yeah, uh, okay, and your and your and your now ex wife didn't like that you were losing weight.
0: No, it did not at all. I mean, she and I, you know, whatever the reason, real reason being, it's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I. Once the marriage crapped out, I quit eating for a while and then decided to just eat what I liked that was healthy because I didn't want to eat the garbage I used to eat anymore. You know, the stuff we ate when we were kids. I'm like, how did we survive? How did we eat Chef any ravioli and not die when we were kids? Because I ate that stuff and almost had to go to the ER for my guts. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I just started saying, you know, I don't care what the rules are. If it, It's healthy you know, fruits and vegetables in the morning, you know, hummus and veggies. I'm eating, you know, roast chicken. I'll have this, you know, I'll make a smoothie with all my supplements in it, you know, stuff that people were like, where's your carbs or where's your, I'm like, I don't want that stuff. I just don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started doing that and that's whenever I finally got over that plateau to where I was like 255 and then down to, you know, the, 20, the 200 range to where I finally had a normal BMI, the best compliment I ever got from anybody and nothing will ever top this is my doctor. And he told me, he said, kid, because he saw my journey too. And he went, you're right now where you're sitting, you've got the health of a 21 year old man. Mm-hmm. I was 38, I'm 37 years old. I'm just like, okay, nothing's stopping that. You know, your mm-hmm. doctor telling you, hey, you did it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that's quite the accomplishment, man. That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the, the podcast. So it sounds like you essentially, uh, cause I was going to ask what your diet, and, and workout routine looks like so you said a lot of body weight exercises and then your diet was essentially portion control and then just cutting out junk food essentially right I basically
0: mean, um, yeah I have did you count calories in, at all or not really I just <laughs> ate until I was suffice um when you look at fu- food like a fuel source and less like a form of pleasure you don't go for the junk that you're so your you know that soul food you crave that savory as much. And so I still enjoy – I mean, I enjoy every single thing I eat, but it's fruits, vegetables, um, chicken, uh, you know, basically whole foods and not so much carbs. And, I mean, I still have soda here and there, but, I mean, I drink mostly water, coffee, tea, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. just focus on giving myself energy. When I was on the road, I was I wanted to have the best energy possible.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I um... – I, I lost a lot of weight just like just counting calories and stuff like that. I'm like a total food addict, you know, I like a self-admitted food addict. And um, what's really helped me a lot over the last couple of years is uh, my switch to, to keto. Yeah. And like now I'm, I'm, I'm still on keto, but now I'm also counting calories with keto. And, what, yeah. and with keto, I don't know if you've dabbled in that at all. But uh, what I love about it is that like you just can't cheat. Like if you're, if your goal is to get into ketosis, then you can't, you can't like have any of those, like my, my kids have their snacks, you know, like their, their, mm-hmm. you know, fruit snacks and junk food and stuff like that. I can't eat it because if I eat it, it'll kick me out of ketosis, you know? So it's like yeah. that alone, you know, keeps me from doing that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have like a, you know, a cheat meal or whatever, you know, a, a, like this last weekend for instance right my son and i we went on a road trip to celebrate yeah. his birthday so i told him like we we call it going full retard you know and i'm like we're gonna yeah. go full retard this weekend and you know so we ate a whole bunch of joke food this last weekend and i'm paying for it this week but <laughs> but it gives me something to look forward to you know and as as opposed yeah. to like living my life by that and and then just you know feeling constant regret for eating like shit on a daily basis you know so It's a, it's, it's, it's a total different, it's a total mind shift once you finally decide to take back control of your, your health and stuff like that. So
0: it really is. And when you're not eating the garbage that the stuff they put in that food as well, you find out just how much your system didn't like it either. You know, Mm -hmm. I found myself eating old junk foods that, like I said, when I eat them, my system is like, why are you doing this to us? Oh, yes, Yeah. mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I basically cut out sugar, man, years ago. Like, so I, so even when I'm going full retard, like I try to stay away from sugar and stuff like that, you know? So, so I, like, I won't drink, drink my calories typically, you know, if I can avoid it. And, um, and like, I just like, if I drink anything that's sugary, I'm just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) My,
0: my guilty pleasure is cookies. I'm a fiend for like your chocolate chip, your oatmeal chocolate chip or so. Any of those, that's my that's my guilty pleasure. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get in trouble with these. And you know, weird enough, like whenever Krispy Kremes were really really big, even when I was fat, I could never get into Krispy Kremes. They're too damn sweet.
1: I don't understand the appeal of Krispy Kreme. It's it's, to me, it's like, it's like In and Out. You know, In and Out is like it's okay, but it's just a burger. It's like it's overhyped. You know, know, Krispy Kreme when they came out, like it was so overhyped. I was like, it's just. It's just a fucking donut, dude. I swear to God, winchell's is better. You know, like we,
0: come on. We have Daylight Donuts in Tulsa, and they are head and shoulders better. Oh my God, they have the best glazed donut ever. But it yeah. with In and Out was funny. I went to Texas a couple of years ago to go see a uh Evanescence and uh, Evanescence concert, and um Hailstorm. That was the other band. And so coming back, I finally tried In and Out burger because everybody was like, "Oh, it's so good, so good." I go there every time. I went there, and honestly, I was disappointed. I was, just... yeah it was okay. It was, it was bland to me. Like I like some seasoning on my hamburger and the hamburger had almost no seasoning to me. I was just like, uh, do you like you know.
1: Whataburger better?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. That's more of my, more of <laughs> my style.
1: I finally got to have Whataburger um, uh, nurse chicken. I went to, uh, we went to Phoenix Yeah, uh, last October. I think it was, she she had a fitness competition out there and um I, it was one of those trips where I was like, I'm going full retard. (laughs) So so while she was, while she's like eating fish flakes and stuff to be at like, you know, whatever 3% body fat she had to get at, you know, I was like, I'm going to Whataburger. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's just like, you know what? I I am here to support you, but stand by one second. Chomp.
1: Oh yeah. But after, uh, after her competition, like we, we went out, we had, um, there's a pro wrestler that that I uh, I follow, and I've had him on the podcast or whatever. And he lives in Phoenix. I, I reached out to him, and i was like, I was like, hey man, where 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 to go in Phoenix? And he's like, oh, go to this pasta place. He sent me to like all, all these different things to do in Phoenix. I was like, hey, thanks, Navajo Warrior.
0: You That's know, awesome. <laughs> I've been to Phoenix one time and my favorite spot there was, they had this rock with a massive hole in it up and you could stare and see the best sunsets from there in Phoenix. It was, Mm. I was a, I was a teenager. I went to Johnson O'Malley conference with the native American people and we were in Phoenix for about three or four days. I had the best time. Um, it's like, I guess in we you saw the grand Canyon, uh, saw my teacher about to have a damn near heart attack when we saw a snake on the, the sidewalk. And she's like, don't touch it. Snake's like, what? I haven't moved. Leave me alone. And if he ain't, he's like, just walk around me. I don't care. You know, you could tell the snake didn't care who we were there. You know,
1: what kind of snake was it? it? was
0: just a garter snake or what? Just a garter snake. I mean the yellow black stripe one. And it was, and he just kind of, he wasn't even biting or curling up. He just kind of was like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm walking here.
1: Yeah. There's garter snakes. Like we uh, out here where I'm at. Like I see them all the time. Like they're, they're cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they don't do anything. They don't hurt anybody. Exactly. Uh, there's rattlesnakes out here. Yeah, you know, was, you know, give them a little bit of, you know, wide berth, but, uh, you know.
0: you <laughs> get water moccasins out here at the rivers and stuff like that, but they're hilarious. If you tap them in the right spot, they'll bite themselves, and it's funny. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you <laughs> see? I've funny. seen them in the river. You get a stick. You have a stick or something. I've seen him before where I've seen a guy float by. You see him swimming and everything. They'll have some tweak or something. Tap. And you watch over, and he turns around. And you're just like, doesn't that hurt him? Like every time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, uh, so going back to your weight loss, what advice do you have for someone who's just starting out on their weight loss journey?
0: Keep it simple. Oh my God, there's so much information out there. You can get buried in the rabbit hole of books and YouTube videos and the jargon that you can hear. For that, we understand if you're in fitness and your nutrition long enough. But when you first start out, you don't know what a macronutrient is or anything like that. And so many people go to that level because they want to get to the, the ones that are in fitness competition. It's like, whoa, whoa, they've been doing that for 15, 20 years. That's a different ball game than just starting out at the gym. Like if you just want to
1: not be fat, you don't have to go full, re- full retard that way. <laughs>
0: exactly. I mean, I didn't change what I ate. I just changed my portions. And I would just okay. say analyze everything you eat. And just see, and then see where you can cut back. Because for me, that's what I discovered. I'm like, I'm eating thirds every meal. No wonder I'm almost 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so uh, when it comes to fitness, I would honestly say do everything body weight for the first 90 days because your stabilizer muscles all strengthen. And those are the ones that get you hurt because that's where you get your proper form. So then you go in the gym, you're not only you're going to be the safest because you're not getting hurt, all all your muscles are conditioned for it. You're also going to probably be in the best shape. I went to the gym with my friend Kelly a couple of times the past couple of weeks and I was sleeveless. And I mean, one of the things I love is that my arms are so chiseled now all the way down to where I've had people compliment on it. And I heard a good old fashioned rule, which was a man's arms is the equivalent of a woman's legs. So take care of them. And I was like, bet. Okay, I can do that. And so I've always made sure to have my arms, you know, well taken care of. That look, in the sense of when the dating game of, well, you know, if I know, I know what a pair of good pair of legs does to me. So let me get these arms jacked up and everything. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I've basically gone for. And Like I said, that's been the coolest thing is being in the gym and doing my routine, 10 pound dumbbells, nothing crazy. And I still will see all the definition, just sit there and be like, Finally, it's me. <laughs> you know, yeah. finally, it's like I'm seeing these guys looking up at me, watching me do my reps and everything, and they're like, you can tell they're like, "How is he only doing ten pounds?" And they're doing sixty, struggling, and they're like this, and their forms all jacked up. And I'm like, guys, chill. Just get ten, and just focus on your form for a while, and you will get that that look.
1: Yeah, one thing I do um, if I go to the gym, I've, I've been doing. I've gotten back to calisthenics i do that like periodically where i'll i'll go to the gym for a while and then i'll get bored with that and then mm-hmm. like i'll do body weight exercises or whatever so that's what i'm doing right now i'm doing uh, running and body weight exercises but um when i go to the gym one of the things that i like to do is drop sets you know so yeah. i will get i'll start off with heavy weights and i'll do as many reps as i can until you know like i'm tired and then i'll drop down and then yeah by the time you're you're on like five pound weights you're like Fuck,
0: you know. <laughs> like, they a like, um, and,
1: and you just do you do one set till failure. You know, doing that. You know,
0: I had seen a guy do that. Oh God, I can't think of his name right now. But he's big on YouTube and everything. Uh, his his quote is, "It's still your mother it set." I can't remember his name right now.
1: Oh yeah uh, yeah yeah. Uh, um, Iron Fle- addicts. Fle- Fle- Fletcher. Um, uh, CT Fletcher. CT Fletcher. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. He's still your motherfucking set. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes it is. <laughs> um we did a routine where he did back rows where the the or we had the uh the rows where you're bent over and everything with the dumbbell and i can't remember what it was he started with he started with the, the highest one which was like 150 he did uh 10 per arm rested 10 seconds and dropped down another the, the next one and did it over and over now he quit at 75 pounds and he said at 75 pounds you just basically swapped until you can't anymore
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um he called it death row and <laughs> I tried death row and it felt like my damn spine was going to fall off, <laughs> but yeah. it was amazing. I had to go down to 35 pounds. I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to quit at 75 or keep going. You know, obviously CT plusher versus me. It's a whole different level, but he was at like yeah. 150 down to 75. I was doing 115 down to 35.
1: Yeah. still though. Like that's, that's, yeah, uh, it was like... that's a crazy workout. Uh, if you do, if you just, if you drop sets till failure, or it's um it's a totally different workout, you know. Because when I was uh, when I was growing up, you know, before I joined the military in high school, we had weight training class, and it was really they were really big on three sets of eight to ten reps, three sets of eight to ten reps. You know, yeah. And yeah, so that's what I did that for a long time, and then I uh, I learned about five by fives. You know, so five sets of like you know five reps, right? Five sets, five reps at the like that. That's good because you can do like heavier weight. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I like doing that, uh, drop sets are good. And then, yeah. And then body weight stuff. So I like to just mix it all up just so I don't get bored, you know? Uh, let's see here. Now you've, uh, you've credited my podcast for some of this stuff, but let's, let's get real. You're the one that's like put in all the work. Right. But, uh, that being said, what did my content do to help you, um, on your journey?
0: Well, when I first got in my out of my uh, marriage and situationship that I was in, the toxic relationship and everything that basically brought me onto TikTok and everything to doing what I do now, um, I realized I sucked at dating. I knew I had a look, I had a build. I knew I had I had the components. I didn't have a blasting cap. That the game, basically understanding the game, taking your emotions out of it. You know, not being a man in his feelers. You know, yeah. I, I would I would be self admitting and tell myself I was the nice guy, the simp, all those things, because the media told us in movies and in, in R and B songs to be that way. And so R and B songs. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't listen to Boys to Men anymore. I will cringe like a motherfucker when I hear Boys to Men. The guy with the deep voice, I love his voice, but if you listen to the lyrics to the song, he's condoning her treating him like horseshit. I mean, yeah. I'm talking. You can cheat on me, lay hands on me. Yeah, it's okay, baby. I'm about to die in I'm like, that's called a trauma bond. And I'm in therapy still for years after mine.
1: Dude, like, dude um, Journey, Separate Ways, it, to me, is like the, the most blue-pilled fucking song of all time.
0: And it's just, when you hear them, you're just like, you almost feel like the song's ruined for you. Because you heard it all your life. And um, so I started listening to this. And I mean, at first, I was kind of like, the big one for me that really stood out. Because I remember, I was that cat that never picked a place to eat. I mm. had never had. I was a, I was a people pleaser, and I wanted to make my wife happy. And I didn't know anything about being a masculine leader. I really didn't have a damn clue. I would, got married at twenty one years old, you know, and just winged it. And mm. so, you know, I never read a single book on that. I mean, my father taught me so many fantastic things, but. You know, he was married. He'd been married for my, my mom for 40 years. I mean, they're not he's not teaching me the game. He's teaching me business. He's teaching me how to be a man in the sense of like, but the dating aspect, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the big thing for me was learning how to simply pick a place to eat because he said, you know, that's the best way to show your masculine frame every day was just you know, how to do that. I had no clue how to pick and stand my ground if, you know, she didn't like where I wanted to eat. Well, where do you want to eat? Well, I don't know. And then that started that cycle have you
1: have you so i mean obviously like most men have been in that argument of well where do you want to go i don't know where you want to go but um since you started picking the place uh because i always say like if she says well i don't like that then say well do you have a better suggestion you're welcome to join me i've never gotten to that point ever ever since i started just picking a place and telling women like hey just meet me here or hey we're gonna go do this all i get is yes (laughs) sounds good you know I have gotten there
0: twice and both times they went, they went with me at both times. I'm sitting there driving going, son of a bitch. It worked. (laughs) Dude, it's fucking life-changing.
1: It's yeah. uh, um, I learned that from, I learned it from atomic attraction, uh, honestly, but uh, I
0: love that book. And that was the other thing you taught me was the uh, audible books. I had no clue about audible. I thought about Hmm. star Wars books with audible and that's all I ever thought about was just, you know, fantasy books. And you taught me though you, you had your list of books and i had uh, march of last year i think it was when i finally got chisel chisel and lost all my serious weight i started reading those ebooks subtle art of not giving a fuck atomic attraction embraces suck extreme ownership that was the hardest damn book to read because it made me analyze all my bullshit yeah. and you had i mean because i mean even like for example tonight a perfect example of that i couldn't find my headphones and my kids were over this weekend. And so shit turns up missing with my kids. They they just like to play. They're they're boys. But at the same time, I'm frustrated. And at the same time in my head, I went, well, wait a minute, Gene. You should have looked for this this morning. This is still, you have to take ownership and say, Gene, if I'd have looked for this this morning when you were thinking about it, when you woke up, you'd, you wouldn't even be looking for it right now. And I looked and went, oh, there they are. And found it mm-hmm. the second I did. But at the same time, it's still that chance of me saying, you know, there's some people who would have got mad at their kids and been like, why are you messing with my stuff? I was like. I could have very easily, but my kids have been here for two days. Yeah. And so that's the idea that ownership you take to where you're not getting bent out of shape over petty shit.
1: Dude. Yeah. Dude, you, man, uh, bringing up extreme ownership. It's been a while since I read that book and even thought about it. So that's actually awesome that you, cause that book is a life changing book. I've only, I've read it once, but I've applied it so much in my life that like I, y- 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 so many, so many of us want to point the finger at other people and we want to blame mm-hmm. other people for stuff. But if you really think about it, like a lot of stuff, it's like, it's your fucking fault. Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, and I, ever since I read that book, I really tried to apply it to like everything, you know, my, my day job, everything. Like if, if I didn't plan well for something, I'm like, fuck this is this. Is Cause I didn't plan for this. Like I did. Yeah. It's, it's on me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you'll realize that everything in your life is like it you know comes down to like your decisions and your planning or your your lack of planning and there's really no one else to blame you know and yeah. it's it is it's actually kind of freeing it's it's really freeing to realize like hey uh i am actually in control of my own fucking destiny
0: here uh, th- that has been the most freeing thing um while i just got done uh, doing uber full time and i'm getting a regular job to kind of complement my life a little bit easier like have my kids around you know, I couldn't do overnights because I was Ubering all the time, for example. So my kids doing overnights again with me again. Um, but with um, what that all taught me was interesting with that, which was just basically learning how to rely on yourself. You know, again, if, with Uber and doing my own business, if my bills didn't get paid is because I didn't do the work, you know, and so that was probably the best, best blessing in the world was just, you know, that whole aspect. Again, reading those eBooks, it was like having a best friend in the car with me while I'm mm-hmm. doing my, doing my stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, you know who I have to credit for the, the audio I think I've probably talked about on the podcast, but, uh, red pill chick, the chick that, you know, the, like I talk about her a lot where, you know, I dated her for four and a half years and found myself on the dating circuit the second time. She's the chick that sort of, I realized like, you know, I need to get my shit together. And um, one of the things that she taught me was uh, she was really big into like self-help books and like listening on audio. And up until I met her, I'd never listened to a self-help book or anything like that. And, um, and I, I, like, I had only ever read novels and stuff like that. Like to me, like reading self-help just seemed sort of pointless or boring or whatever, but uh, she Mm -hmm. was always, she was always, uh, listening to audiobooks and stuff. And, and I think the first one that she recommended to me was Dave Ramsey's, um, total money makeover. Mm-hmm. And after I, like, I, I listened to that book, like, I, like everything just clicked, you know, it was like, Holy shit. Like I've, I've spent my whole life not managing money well, and you know, all this stuff. And then, man. Um, and it was like, after that breakup that I realized like, Hey, you know, I can, there's probably some books out here. that will teach me how to get my shit together when it comes to women and relationships. And yeah, you know, it just snowballed from there. So like that, that was a, a credit to her, you know, cause a lot of times guys get so mad in the, uh, you know, during breakups and stuff like that. <sighs> and, and it's actually really good to sort of look at the positives in past mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that, because um, it, it's never good to like really shit on <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I mean, past relationships doesn't help you at all.
0: After so many, after a certain amount of time, it get, it becomes counterproductive because people will be like, "Get the fuck over it." And um yeah. same thing. I I mean, I had to learn that as well. Is you know, to look at the positive of what experiences. Because I mean, hell, the reason I'm on TikTok is because of an ex that mm-hmm. originally went from when you originally was one of my very best friends. And I remember the thing I'll never forget that person told me was. Uh, at one time I was very reserved, almost a hermit, my debt, you know, being in the situations I've been, you know, been in, I was very much, you know, shell, you know, a shell in case, you know, and didn't let myself see, you know, the real me be shine and everything. And that person saw the real me. And I, and I remember making a joke saying, ah, you're the only one that gets to see the real me in the universe. And they said, that's a shame because if they got to see the real you, they love you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll never
0: forget that because they were exactly right because when i was doing my videos all i ever say is just be the real me i mean if i'm reacting to a video you know if i'm like not trying because it's weird i if i try to impress i'm weird as hell if i don't try to impress smooth as damn bourbon Mm.
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense Mm. you have to think you don't have to think about it you just you just do it it's all subconscious at that point um speaking of exes though and uh let's let's shit on some um (laughs) You did a you did a dating reveal with some chick on TikTok once, and that relationship didn't last long at all. What the hell happened with that?
0: Oh shit! Life happened on that one. Um, <laughs> that was in That was so fucking anticlimactic. Um, we were on good. We're good friends still because I mean, you know, what meant to happen is meant to happen. So, her and I met. We were friends for a year. Uh, both. <laughs> Rose, I guess Rose and the following things got our niches and everything. Basically, I pulled her off of a you know dating off a dating video, was thirst traps and everything, and it was a video that said, "Would you date me?" And I remember seeing the comments, and I mean, I just was had a night. I said, "You know what? What the hell? I liked her. She, you know, I was attracted to her. We always had a good chemistry and everything. And but she lived in Northern California, and I'm in Oklahoma. And I remember uh, so many times being like, "Damn, it, why does this girl got to live in California?" Because that's the one I was clicking with. In a video, would you date me? I said, the hell with it. Where she? I mean, I figure I'm going to get all thanks, you know, buddy, heart, face, whatever. You used to get something like that when you simp. And I just put a comment that said, if it wasn't for distance, in a heartbeat. And left it at that. I'll be damned. I found out I was her TikTok crush. And mm. so I'm pulling her in the comment section of this video. All these simps are, oh, my God, in a heartbeat. I, you know, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm actually pulling her i get her number a month passes she texts me she's like hey i'm moving to florida and um would you want to meet I t- you know because oklahoma's halfway i was like you're damn right i do you know absolutely and so that's whenever we came up with the idea because we both had said you know we were excited about meeting our TikTok crush but neither one said anything and immediately i'm like let's make a fun of it let's make a cliffhanger because uh so because we were gonna we basically disappeared for four days you can do the math of what happened there <laughs> but um <laughs> So we're doing the videos and everything because I did a story time where I'm like, you know, we meet up. We got TikTok crushes. Some of us get to meet them, you know, or some of us get to, you know, DM or talk to them. I'm getting to meet mine. I'm on my way to Oklahoma City right now to do so. Left it to be continued and made one video per day. You know, great chemistry. Um, We decided to try dating long distance, which because of my relationship trauma in the past, I was like, you know what? That could work. That actually could work because... I tried dating locally and I just wasn't ready. Um, I don't have the mental capacity to give somebody my everything because, you know, then I don't want to go in that rabbit hole. But anyway, so, um, so we, she goes to Florida, Florida don't work out. And so she's moving back within like three weeks, which I'm Mm. like, holy shit. And but she's like there's nothing for me in Norcal. What if I move to Oklahoma? I was like, "Great, cool. I'm down for that." Again, we've been fucking oh, so, perfectly. So, so
1: nothing worked nothing was for her in Florida or North Cal- California, so she moved to Oklahoma.
0: Basically how it works. So she grew up in Norcal okay. and she moved to basically Florida and and uh, to help out a friend that was getting out of an abusive relationship and that whole thing would fall that thing fell apart long story short, so she moved across country for a friend. It didn't work out with those two to you know help her, you know, get away from an abusive husband, basically, allegedly. And so she's like, I'm moving back to North Cal- or I can move to Oklahoma. And I'm like, that's cool, you know, because she's talking about get her own place. And then her license to nurse wouldn't trans nursing license wouldn't transfer from California for three months. I was mm-hmm. just a Uber Easter. I wouldn't even do an Uber yet at the time. I wasn't making the kind of money to support her and I she had no way to get a job she had no car her car was in the shop for door we had like nothing so the stress of life hit us like immediately when she came back to Oklahoma second time so within about a week and a half we both were like this isn't working this isn't gonna work life's just not gonna let us be together she had to go back to NorCal so she had at work you know if you can't nurse for three months you got no income it's all on my shoulders then. and so yeah we finally agreed to just we just go back to being friends uh helped her get back to oakland i helped her get to back to norcal and everything and then um we just went back to being friends from there um like i said you know it was it wasn't a, anything bad happened it was just the only part where i was just like really are you fucking kidding me was how she got her next boyfriend it was literally carbon copy the same way video all of a sudden mystery reveal and i was like god damn it are you serious that was special for a second but I I got over it really quick I mean but she did the whole whole, like hoodie reveal thing their own version of it and I was just like you motherfucker I'm like that's all right I'm again it was one night where I was like I'm gonna smoke some weed and grab a drink and I got over it because again we're good friends and you know she's still my best friend on TikTok and the for me it's always been weird growing up I always had a female best friend and it was just one of those I never dated them I never tried to do anything with them it was just that childhood you know your bestie Mm -hmm. And so I still have that part of my brain to where I can be that friend and I don't think anything of it. And it gets my ass in trouble because then I'm like, then all of a sudden I'm finding out they have more feelings. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, So, yeah, I just basically when that whole thing happened, I was like, I could be just friends. We were friends from the beginning because I've had some that I have. I have a golden rule when it comes to female friends. If I met them, and was a friend from the beginning. That's fine. But Mm -hmm. I don't do friend zone. Like I yeah. dated somebody when I, the last round of dating apps to the point where I finally said, I don't need this shit. And cause you gave me advice once, uh, you know, off, behind on DMs once we were messaging where I said, you know, you've mentioned you don't do dating apps. like so you're like, you know, we're going to Facebook and just video chat messaging, those kind of things. And so
1: I, date, I do dating apps.
0: Well, you mentioned something that the guy that did that, you know, you mentioned that strategy.
1: Oh yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. My, my friend Benny pioneered, you know? Yeah. And so I tried to ver- on, uh, on social media. Yeah
0: and so you know i i'd mentioned trying something like that before and that had just as much success because i mean again if they don't accept it i'll never know and i don't care i mean i just basically it was a numbers game Mm -hmm. and so but yeah basically when i did the dating app yeah that was one where um they ditched me for another guy but then two weeks later wanted the friend request and i'm like you know, first I was like, you know, I was like, sure, whatever. I don't care. But then when I saw pictures of them posting with the dude, I was like, oh, you just want validation of me saying, oh, I just want you happy friend. Oh, fuck that. Delete. I don't do the mm-hmm. friend zone. And I didn't give no warning. I didn't give no mm-hmm. meshy speech message. Of, oh, I thought we- I don't give a fuck. I'm like, it's just yeah. delete. Have a nice life. There's no harm, no foul. What, you
1: mean you didn't call them out and hold
0: them accountable? Fuck that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so pointless, I. Yeah. When I it clicked, on, it dawned on me one day that men losing their shit with their feelings—they don't care. The one, they the don't. female you're losing your shit over, they don't care. In fact, they get a thrill out of that shit. Yeah, they're and, not going to
1: change their behavior. It's totally pointless to call them out. And oh, I, I, but they'll respect you. No, they won't. No, no. I, it, the, what it they literally was... does nothing.
0: What they will respect is if you leave them the fuck alone, focus on yourself and do good with your life. One day they'll look at you and go, hey, good for you. And that's literally the respect you'll get from them one day. That's Mm -hmm. it. you know. And so, yeah, I I remember, like I said, I remember one that fucking destroyed me. And then I saw the mutual friend share me a text saying they did that shit with pleasure. And I was just like, never again. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, and I I do, you know, like I said, I've been in therapy three years for all this stuff. But yeah, it's just one of those where they don't when you, the, the female you're losing your shit over, don't give a shit about you. So yeah. go to your mama, go to your boys, go to whoever you pray to, but do not go to that female with it. So yeah, I mean, I was upset, but I mean, I just went, okay, goodbye, you know, and then just yeah. moved on with my life and let it be.
1: Yeah. The way I, the way I look at like being friends with chicks is like, um, is as, as long as like you have no feelings for them, you know, yeah. like if you have, if you have no romantic feelings at all, you have no attraction to them. Like, you could be friends with them, you know, yeah. like they actually like, uh, uh, there's a chick I run with, um, pretty regularly. Um, she's been on my TikTok videos and stuff like where we're running all the time. Some people like, they're like, Oh, I've, I've seen nurse chick. Like that's not nurse chick. That's, uh, that's Tyrene. Yeah. <laughs> Tyrene's my, my, my running buddy. And, um, yeah, like, you know, like, I don't have, I'm not sexually attracted to Tyrene. So like, we're, we're good friends and we, we, we have that mutual interest of running. So we go running together and stuff like that, you know, it's, like, perfect instance but um and then also yep. like if you there's it, it's good to have female friends uh as wingmen like they actually yes. make pretty, Ooh, yeah. pretty decent wingmen you know yeah
0: see that yeah. would be uh I've, I've done duets with this person but uh, my friend kelly um that's actually one of my very good friends i've known over 14 years people have asked us why don't we date them like that is my basically that's the person that was like the big sister who's a great above you you know <laughs> irish twin whatever yeah that kind of dynamic we have where it's just like neither one of us see the other that way where and the easy way to tell if you have feelings somebody how do you react when they're dating do you get jealous if yes don't be their friend then because you're gonna yeah. fuck it up you know you you got other alternatives subconsciously if you have feelings there of some kind of jealousy of some kind either deal with them or let them go because all gonna do is hurt them
1: yeah yeah 100 percent. um Going back to the, to some, some of these books, uh, you've read how to be a 3% man, right?
0: That's one next on my list. I just finished, um, <laughs> role, I think it's uh, dating essentials is the one I just finished.
1: Dang. It's oh, a, well that's from uh, Dr. Robert Glover.
0: Yes. Dr. Glover. I just finished that one. Dating essentials.
1: Okay. what did you think of that one?
0: Kind of a rehash of everything else I've been reading so far. Um, I like it's similar to atomic attraction where it was just kind of showing me the, uh, I think the big one that I learned was on um, again, just keeping my keeping emotionally in check is a big thing I've learned for me. Is just not letting my emotions. Anything I read, I say with dating essentials for me has always been just trying to maintain because I can attract a date, I cannot keep a girlfriend if my life depended on it, and mm. it is what it is. And so I'm learning right now, trying to learn now how to go to that next step of just you know opening up. You know being you know being a boyfriend essentially because i don't want to be i mean it's been kind of funny i joke about being the crazy uncle or the uncle buck in my family but i don't want to do that shit when i'm in my 40s obviously so mm-hmm. but you know but getting my life you know getting my shit together getting my you know my dating essentials in check and everything so that way when the time comes you know i can be in that relationship long term and i can just you know because again i i got tired really quickly of the i mean i don't mind spinning plates as you call it but i mean after a while you get kind of bored with it get annoyed with it but you're like okay it's almost like a job interview where you're like okay then what are your qualifications Yay. okay yeah. i i
1: find that i would say you know I'll, even guys in the in the red pill space right like they they like the idea of spinning plates and having lots of options but every guy fucking gets tired of it they get so tired of like, you know, you, you go on like a hundred first dates to get maybe 15 second dates, you know, yeah. like, like that's like the ratio, you know, you're, you're most of your first dates just aren't going to fucking pan out. They just aren't. And, uh, like it, mm-hmm. and it, it's like, it almost seems like a, a monumental waste of time, um, doing that. And so most guys like do want to get into something, you know, a little more stable, you know yeah. i think most guys do um and yeah it's just and, and then once you get into something stable then you find that being in a long-term relationship is like game on fucking hard mode you know like yeah because you you've got a con like i mean most guys don't do this and this is why most guys like their relationships fucking don't pan out and, and the women they 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 file for 80 percent of the divorces and shit it's like yeah because most guys get into that relationship and then just stop doing everything they did to get her in the first place and they're just like why i don't have to try anymore you know like i already got you and then like that only lasts for so long you know (laughs) so yeah it's uh it's interesting it's like once you once you realize like that the work never stops it's like You either, you either go, well, fuck, I don't want to, I don't have to do this my whole life and then go MGTOW and then, you know, jerk off and play video games more, or you say, all right, well, fuck, if this is what it's going to take, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to knuckle down and do it, you know?
0: I've got my own little chemistry test that I like to do for myself and just kind of my own personal style, because some people will have a chemistry test where they go to coffee or something like that. If I like a girl and I want to see if they take that next step, I take them over to like uh Dave and Buster's or like a main event entertainment where they have those shoot 'em up games and I shoot zombies with them and see how they interact. Because mm-hmm. if they can hold their own with me, that's going to be my best friend that I'm going to fall in love with one day. Again, mm-hmm. hard to find because most people, mo- most girls aren't into stuff like that. And the, but I, again, one of the things I had to realize is it's okay to have preferences and if the, it's not one of those if it's it's not one of those pass fails It's not like ah, you didn't shoot enough zombies, get your ass out of here. you nothing like that. But just for me to see, you know, like is this somebody I'm gonna be like doing stuff like this with, or because there's chemistry on different levels with somebody. I've had chemistry with people that they ain't gonna play that game with you know for anything. But I mean, they're still an amazing person. But it kind of lets me know it, it lets me know mentally what I can and can't do with them. Basically, that's my and it's yeah. my favorite thing to do is video games and talk shit. And so the idea of eventually, I mean, because I do live streaming with video games, eventually I'd love to have my own, like, do where I could do, have several people on their gaming with me and back and forth. And because I've got several buddies that we would be money on that. So, but that's my big test with dating is just the chemistry. See, are they going to be like that? Not as the best friend vibe, but just lover who does best friend shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, one uh, that a lot of guys women do i think women are, are probably even more guilty of this and stuff like that they they do go looking for their best friend when it comes to like dating and relationships and that and i i used to sort of have that mentality as well until i realized that um it actually works out better if you're not looking for a best friend you know because mm-hmm. like a lover is some something better it's actually someone better than a, a best friend and yeah. so and if you and if you go looking for your best friend you tend to either put people in the friend zone or get put in the friend zone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I have
0: a friend zone now and it's, it's weird. I was the awkward fat kid growing up. So um, yeah, that's been weird having to tell people, look, I don't want to date you. It's like, and mm-hmm. it give, but it does give you that dynamic to where you understand the importance of boundaries. So that is one good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
0: because you, if you have a friend zone, you have boundaries obviously. And so it's like, that's been one plug. that's one good thing is you learn that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Speaking of putting chicks in friend zones, um, I saw that you're starting a lumberjack thirst trap channel now. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. And your your goal is to have a lumberjack beach body by the summer. How's how's yep. that going?
0: I am fucking loving that. It's one of those <laughs> things where somebody told me once find something you love to do and you'll stay in shape for it forever and I got the biggest thrill out of splitting logs I have a blue-collar heart uh my favorite job of all time was being a mover because yeah. I got to handle heavy furniture take a beating all day they didn't pay shit unfortunately um but I I have my own little getup in my backyard I had gotten a um, fire, sandstone fire pit a, about a year ago and this thing is massive and easily as big as a 60 inch round table if not bigger and so um i got, i found when i got my pickup truck i went i started going on facebook marketplace and finding all these places we can get like free lumber you know rounds everything like that just go pick them up and so i had of course a chevy malibu at the time that was a pain in the ass getting that wood there but that was what i found myself getting so exhausted i used to watch duck dynasty and it was Jace who said. I was in the best shape of my life, splitting logs every day. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I used to do that when I was younger and yeah, I had a very strong core. So I started doing that every day. And again, I started everything. So I wanted to, you know, I started getting that framed where my shoulders start popping out. My arms started getting more chiseled. It's an eight pound sledgehammer axe that I'm using. and I'm starting to hear where I can handle it with one hand, you know, moving around with stuff like that. And so, because uh, like I said, you know, Jason, Mom- like I said my man crush, Momoa, he said that uh, he doesn't like going to the gym he likes to surf he likes to rock climb he'll go to the gym if you pay him but he's not a gym rat he likes Mm -hmm. to go do activities that are fun i was like that makes sense i was getting kind i was getting bored with the gym the three sets of ten the five by fives the pyramid rack i did where you did like eight five three one one run five you did it for squats bench and deadlift that stuff got really really old and so i loved kayaking or floating the river and i got so such a good burn being out there eight ten hours a day so i was like i want to kayak the river when i when it gets warm enough and i said but i'm the type i'm comfortable in just a pair of shorts out there and while i don't need to look you know completely chiseled i want to at least have the best effort of the best me while i'm out there and so i'm like you know i'm gonna split logs get chiseled while i do it do something i love to do and started filming myself talking shit to the log when i'm splitting it and everything and my buddy was i i did i not ironically enough it was from the dating fail i had where i split logs one day just letting out the rage and i next thing i hear is my you know these the, uh, the people that comment and they're like do it with a tank top i'm like okay i'll do it with a tank top <laughs> well you know and it's all elsa and i'm getting dms they're like you know give me ideas we're like you you have a you have a Viking gear or anything like that? I'm like, no, but I can get some. And then I had a friend of mine telling me, You could do a fansly account. I'm like, no, hold on. Like, where can this go? They tell me, you know, that there's guys yeah. that you know, it's just kind of another there's way to a, market. I think
1: there's a a, a video like there's a, there's a, a lumberjack guy on, on, on uh, tick tock that like his videos pop up occasionally and he's, mm-hmm. he's just like, he's in fucking great shape, dude, you know? Yeah. And he just like, he'll go and split like a log with one swing or whatever. And then the chicks are just fucking like laying eggs in the comments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or they'll, they're, they're just like, uh, they're duetting him going, Oh shit. You know, like yep. just fucking total thirst trap. And then when I, I saw your video, I was like, my man. My man's thirst <gasps> trapping these chicks. <laughs> old Indian trick.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> splitting logs to, to uh, split them legs. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It's funny because I it's a unique idea is just I get to do all these fun, this fun shit that these fun experiences that when I'm an old man, it doesn't matter how many times I did them. I can say I did them. You know, for example, if someone said to me, hey, do you want to go bungee jumping? Nah, probably not. You go bungee jumping in Africa? You better fucking believe it. I'm going to be on that first flight. Well, what if it was over open water? I'm still going to be there. What if there's mm-hmm. crocodiles? The worse you make it, I'll still be there because I will still be able to be 75 years old and say, I went bungee jumping in Africa over crocodile infested waters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I went on a plane, did it, and was back in the States. You know, it was did it in 15 minutes and was back in the States. I still did it. And yeah. so like another one that was my favorite, I was selling cannabis briefly uh did not go well it's horribly unorganized in oklahoma and so you know but the cool experience that i did take away from it was i can now say that i went to a job interview lit a joint in the middle of that son of a bitch got the job and split a joint with the owner of the company yeah i could say that now and so and it's <laughs> one of those of, where,
1: speaking of joints in oklahoma you you, you watch uh, tulsa king
0: i haven't got I have, with with my work and everything i have not got to watch oh, okay. tv in like two years.
1: I, I, I typically don't get too much into uh television anymore these days. Like everything's too fucking yeah. woke for me. But uh I, I nurse chick and I started watching Tulsa King, dude. That show is fucking awesome. I
0: need it's,
1: to see it. It's it's like uh, sliced alone. He's like a former mob capo, or he's he's a current mob capo and yeah. uh, he got out of prison and the mob's like, we want you to go to, to Oklahoma. Basically, like sort of uh you know, getting him out of the city, like the, sort of um banishing him, and he's like, they're like, But we want you to earn for us there, and he's like, Okay, I'll fucking yeah. earn. And he goes, he goes to fucking Oklahoma and he like he immediately like shakes down a fucking pot store and stuff. It's <laughs> a fucking great show though. It's so funny, oh, it's such a funny I, show.
0: That one and the one I want to get into watching was reservation dogs because I tried out oh. for the show and um didn't get a call back it is what it is but at the same time that was show i i started watching clips of it and i found myself just in stitches laughing because they, they did a really good job on that one on the the native humor
1: oh i haven't I haven't heard it what's it called reservation dogs
0: reservation dogs it's basically showing you life on the res and in the indian communities and the humor is hilarious and for me i mean because explains like um they haven't as they said they had a a episode on snagging they went to some convention some conference kind of like the one i went to as a kid in phoenix they do those a lot well snagging snagging? (laughs) it's non-consensual sex with with somebody
1: that's that called grape we're on we're on
0: youtube isn't isn't that called grape no 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 well did i say non-committal non-committal wow
1: okay non-committal okay i was like non-consensual
0: that's that's bad dude like that's bad. Brain fart. My bad. Non-committal. Okay, Non-committal. Okay. Non-committal. Committal. okay. Right. Thanks for the I'm gonna go on TikTok later. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go on TikTok. Gene just said, "No, the fuck I didn't." It's called a brain fart. So anyway, I'm gonna tell my non- clips
1: guy, "Hey, Mike, Mike, don't don't clip this. Don't." Clip
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that into TikTok. Yeah, the brain fart. Let's just leave that shit right up. No, anyway. So basically, it's hooking up without committing to a relationship. Okay. That's what it is. And so you'll see it a lot of times. You know, I mean, in whatever, you know, whatever other cultures call it, where you can, you know, you play the field, blah, blah, blah. Well, natives would call it snagging. Okay. And so um, anyway, they did an episode on that where, you know, you hear the, the aunt, they call the auntie, they uh, auntie slayer is one they call for guys. And uh, natives are big on, uh, you know, the aunties are on the prowl, basically. They get cougars, basically. Like and milk. so they shut. Show- Basically, yeah, and so there was an episode where you kind of hear what they're thinking in their heads when they're passing by this this person. They're like, "Oh shit, seminal! Walk away, you get pregnant. You look too long, you know." That kind of humor, <laughs> yeah. And it's just that that kind of that humorous. It, it's a combination of I would just say just crude, but it's just a, I can't explain it. Basically, i already explained but our humor—it's just it's crude. It's the best way to put it. But I love it. It's okay. what I grew up on.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Well, we're uh we're a little over an hour here, man. Uh where can people find you online? This has been a fun conversation.
0: Oh god, everywhere. I keep my tag the same as possible. blackberry 1984. I'll add a point two on some of them because I don't know how, but I'll lose accounts on the original ones. Like my Instagram is, not, is uh Blackbear 1984 point two, um YouTube Clapper uh so other ones I'm on now facebook i have oh, are you
1: still, are you on clapper still
0: i am still yeah there's two pages on there uh the original blackberry 84 i call it it's floating adrift in the internet because i lost account the, uh, the login information mm. and um what was the other one um so it's it's point point two on clapper but anyway on facebook is gene bread gene anthony bread and then um black bear media company that i'm using for i'm i've got my own podcast i'm building game streaming um uh, and then just the brand of uh the black bear thing because then one of the crazy things i'm wanting to do is um a buddy of mine he flips cars for a living and he's big into racing and so uh my my tattoo hold on the camera this one right here, my bare oh, paw, yeah. um, is my going to be basically a business logo. And so our goal is to get him back on the racetrack and with all the social media stuff, you know, flipping cars for a living, like I said, we'll basically get, you know, dirt cheap car, you know, flip it, make, you know, X amount. But getting that aspect of putting that logo on like a race car, for example, over at the uh, dirt tracks over here at Creek County and just kind of slowly promoting that in so different ways. But yeah that's something that I'm working on is uh blood for me comes Like I said, it's my idea is just basically getting it to where I can all my stuff that I'm doing. That's monetized, putting it in one place for tax reasons, essentially. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could turn it into an actual, you know, advertising and things like that, eventually I totally will because I got experience in real estate to where I'm like, if I get the professional photography, I'll totally go into the real estate world and be like, I'll film your open houses, virtual tours, blah, blah, blah. I know the rates on that stuff, so it's like it's just a matter of time before I'll tackle that. So, yeah,
1: awesome. Do you have a, yeah. like a link tree or something?
0: Yep, I okay. uh, li- link tree on every single. Um, all my accounts will have the link tree on there, and yep. that's always that's for me. That's just the way you can tell it's my account. Is the best thing okay. to tell it's legit is so I'll have my link tree on there.
1: Perfect. I'll I'll put the link tree since you're on like you got a million fucking branches. I'll put that I'll put that yeah. in the description of this. It'd be way easier. Go back to Clapper, dude. I I was posting on Clapper sort of as like an alternative to to TikTok, especially when I was getting like banned and stuff like that. But I fucking hate that platform, dude. It's like to me, there's so many fucking bots on there. That I'm it's, like I, I don't like it's easy to build a following but you're like it, it, is any of this legit like you know so I yeah. just stopped, I stopped posting on there because I was like this is wasting my time but
0: I am using it just long enough to get alive I w- I built my clapper when I was going into the cannabis industry because I was good. because you can do 420 on there and I was going to basically use my uh, marketing for selling cannabis sales and go over there and do that. But once I left that industry very, as quickly as I got in there, I, it really didn't serve a purpose other than just a building a platform and just seeing if I can utilize it to maybe monetize with it in some way someday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. All right, brother. Well, thanks for joining me today, man. I will, uh, I'll ping you when this comes out.
0: Sweet. It's good. Good having me, man. appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, man. Thank You're you for having me on the
0: anytime. show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome, man.
1: Black Bear Gene. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. What a great conversation. I know it takes forever for these videos to come out, you know, but there's a space-time continuum. Everyone knows that. You're welcome back anytime, brother. Welcome back anytime. Uh, That's all I got this week, guys, or this episode, rather. Uh, Be sure to tune in Wednesday for the live stream. I don't know what I'm going to be talking about yet, but uh, you know what? Uh, It's funny because at the time of this recording, the recording of this outro – I just added some links to my my link tree. So if you go to comeonmanpod.com, you could actually sponsor a live stream. Like if there's something you really want me to go in depth about, you could sponsor a live stream. So check that out, Uh, comeonmanpod.com. It's like one of the top top two or three links up there to sponsor that. Or you could sponsor just like a short TikTok video, whatever, whatever. All right, guys, if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you haven't done so already, drop a comment. Any comment will do. Uh, You know, favorite emoji, doesn't matter. It all helps us out in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I'm on all the good platforms. Uh, Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. And then if you want any kind of coaching, I handle my coaching program through Patreon. Uh, If you guys ever want like a one-off call too, we can work that out um you know it just uh actually just message me on on instagram or you can message me on on twitter as well uh just dm me and uh you know if there's if you just want to you know do a one off call we can work that out too um that that's fine uh let's see here get on the email list com. this way i can contact you if i ever get deplatformed you know that's happened before especially on tiktok And then I will send you some stickers just for joining. And then if you like those stickers, those designs are available as merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. So check that out. And then finally, check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. Most of you guys, all of your problems will be solved once you get your mind right. Once you realize that you have absolute control of your destiny and it all starts with your mindset. So check that out, com. Other than that, I will see you guys on Wednesday.
0: This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.